0: Welcome to another episode of the Finger Guns Podcast, episode 193. We are getting so, so close to episode 200. Unbelievable. Joining me this week is Yog
1: Dog. Hello. uh, Hello, Captain. How How are you? I'm okay. Thank you. How are you? Very well. Thank you. It's been uh, another fairly busy week. I got a review for Company of Heroes Freedom, which was cool. Uh I've been playing a few other games and getting addicted to Escape from Tarkov again. So, yeah, pretty yes. pretty decent week. Cool. I will get into your game of the week very shortly. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Sounds good. And, of course, the one, the only, Josh Thompson.
2: That is true. There's only one of me. Hello. There's
0: only one of you a very, very common name.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, common enough. Common enough. Well, I'm just common people. Um, like mm-hmm. that Pulp song. Is it Pulp? You want to live like common people? Or? Uh yeah. Do you know what? Are they the same band that did the twenty-two grand job in the city? That's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm wondering um, what that would be right now in price of inflation. If that would be like uh, <laughs> thirty-five grand job now.
0: And they all met if up. One of those the in the city would be all
2: right. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah true. True. Yeah. <sighs> Good pop. They've reformed, haven't How they? They're, they're anyway? touring
2: this year. Oh man. Um, really? No one. Want- I want to see pop. That's what I want to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're a band that would play such obscure towns in really obscure venues, but probably be packed out in like every single one.
0: Yeah. They're playing Cardiff, so I'm ever so slightly tempted. Oh. So um, I'm going to keep an eye on that. It's sold out currently, but I'm going to keep an eye on the resales. Crazy. And tickets, uh, ticket returns and things like that. So, also. Yeah, yeah. We shall see. As uh, you can see, it's a quiet one this week. Um, everyone's ill, essentially. Um, Cat and Mars have got some lyricy. They picked up a panic at the discount. Uh, <laughs> Sean is, well, Sean's in here. Sean is relentlessly ill pretty much all the time because he lives with five children. And um, yeah. But we are the survivors. We are the ones that are powering through the apocalypse and starting a whole new life for ourselves in Silver Lake.
2: It is the last of us.
0: Yeah, it pretty much is, and I may or may not have referenced that because I watched the new episode today. And uh, oh, oh boy, we got plenty to talk about on our Last of Us pod. Shame you're not
2: there, Josh. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> what I will say is uh, Troy Baker did all right. Yeah, it turns um, out he's turns out he's a good actor. Yeah, he acts. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> not just his voice; he acts. Yeah, but no, I, I'm. Because I'm not going to be on this week, I'm going to listen to this week's one because I'd like to be able to hear everyone else's opinion on it. Do you not listen to the uh, pod? Are
0: you one of those people that's like...
2: If if I'm I'm on it, it, I
0: don't want it.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm very self-conscious when I hear myself, so I'm just like, I, I can't get over that part. I don't think a lot of people can. Also, I kind of... Yeah, there's a part of it where it's like, oh, I was there, so I kind of know every what everyone was saying, if you know what I mean. It's true. It's
1: true. Um, do you, you listen to the pod when you're on it? Uh no. I yes. hate the sound of my own voice. I can't watch <laughs> my own streams. Uh I can't listen to the pod. Uh, like anything which has my voice involved, whether it be like personal stuff or like when I've worked jobs in the past, I avoid at all costs. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you use your voice for so many things. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, all right then. So yeah, we will get through the pod as quick as we can, and uh, yeah, there's a few topics to get into. So we'll kick off with uh, game of the week, uh, Young Dog. The time My is now. G- what is your game of the week?
1: My game of the week would be Phantom Brigade, which is oh, it's a yeah. uh, it's an interesting mix of turn-based and real-time. So. What happens is you plan out your turn um, and the actions your mechs are going to be taking. Um, it's got big mechs, in case anyone was wondering, because I Wolf games which have mechs in. And then over the course, you click Execute, and over the course of five seconds, all those actions will be done in real time. You don't have any bearing on it at that point. So whether it be dodging behind cover or taking shots with whatever gun you've got equipped, um, using a shield maybe to knock an enemy mech over by dashing towards it. There's there's all sorts of uh, interesting possibilities you can do. So I've been playing quite a bit of that for the last week. Uh, I've also, as mentioned, played quite a bit of Escape from Tarkov, but I wasn't caught in my game of the week. It's my addiction of the week, maybe. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it's fun, Phantom Brigade. Uh, I it's had a full launch. It's not an early access launch. In some ways, it does feel like an early access title still. But the devs have said that they're going to continue making some content for it. So I'm hoping that they're able to rework a couple of things here and there, because it'll be a truly special game if they do do that, to be honest. The the core gameplay loop is excellent. It's the stuff around it they need to build up on now uh, in order to actually make it feel like a, a really... Well put together game,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, Phantom Brigade is that out now? It is out now. Uh, I don't think it's ridiculously expensive. I mean, it's only like 30 pounds or something. Phantom Brigade, oh, it's 20 pounds. So, oh, one, well, it's, it's not expensive. Cracking. I might have to give that a go. I do like Max, it's awesome.
0: You'll enjoy it. I'm in, I am so in. Oh, Crows in Titanfall 3. Josh, what is your game of the week?
2: So my game of the week, um, there are quite a few things that I can't talk about, Uh, but I can talk about a game called Lamentum. Um, It's something that has just come out on Xbox Games for Gold. However, um, I bought it because I've I've got a PlayStation. It's essentially a pixel art uh, survival horror made by... Uh, obscure Tales and I don't know if it's like a massive team it may may just be the one person who's making this um, they've got a game coming out soon that is, I've seen re, like development tweets all the time about it called Inanima uh, which looks right up my street because it looks basically like a pixel art Silent Hill um, so uh, knowing that they've Brought a game out before that. I was like, okay, let's see. You know, it looks good. the The game that I'm looking forward to looks good. Let's see how uh, this one plays. Um, And it's a game set in 1900s. You play this person who's trying to save their wife um, from an illness that can't be cured through normal ways. So you go to this uh, mansion that has these special healing qualities about it. Uh, It's unorthodox methods of curing. Diseases that can't be cured. Um, and then it takes a turn very quickly. The the house that you're in is almost like another world, kind of like a silent hill type thing where you're thrusted into a set different world with all these weird monsters and um strange puzzles and layouts. Um, and that whilst there are a couple of things that (laughs) I'm not too far into it because I've I've been busy with other things, not too far into it, but like the puzzles. Things like there is a rope that needed to cut in. And I had a big old sword to cut anything with because it was a weapon that I found. But I couldn't cut the rope with it. I needed to find the knife to cut it with (laughs) a smaller sword. Um, So there was weird things like that in the puzzles early game there. I was like, okay, well, that's a bit strange. But, you know, I get it. It's uh, maybe it's. On purpose, obtuse because that's kind of like survival horrors that there are specific puzzles, specific items that do specific things, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a nice little game. Uh, like I said, it's on Xbox Games for Gold, so anyone with that subscription service, I believe that's like the the lowest tier you can get these days when it comes to like Game Pass or a subscription service for Xbox. Um, I picked it up on sale, so it wasn't too expensive. But I think it's still on sale on PlayStation. Um, but if you like your top down pixel art stuff, if you like survival horrors, I'd definitely give it a shot. Sounds like a Toby joint. Uh yeah, Sounds it like does a little Toby bit. Joint. It does. Mm. And you know, I think um Miles was, as well as ever after ever playing that um Unmetal, which was like a pixel yeah, art yeah. um metal gear solid type game, he's kind of I've kind of brought him into this little pixel art world. But actually games of the Oak are pretty solid
0: yeah because Mars is Mars is just he's too young to appreciate books a lot isn't he he's <clears and throat> I mean, it's
2: like oh the graphics are terrible <laughs> Come on, yeah man. yeah I think I would have said that maybe 10 years ago but then I started going backwards in games and realizing actually these are these are phenomenally designed the the look of them and these days with the with um technology moving forward, anybody could make pixel art and make pixel art games. So they're just looking phenomenal these days.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was a um, drop for a long time. But then I played yes. I played Fez. And okay,
2: yeah. Fez yeah. just
0: changed everything. Yeah. You know. The way the way it used pixel art but in a three D space was just amazing. Yeah. And, that uh, kind of indie it.
2: wave. Of pixel art really thrusted it into like, oh, everyone's into
0: this. Yeah, Uh, Xbox Live Arcade, missing man. (laughs) Missing man. So, what about uh, you?
2: What's your uh, game of the week? uh,
0: Well, um, I'm going to go very triple A. I do apologise. I know this is uh, not the decorum for this week's podcast, but um, I've I've beaten Hogwarts, Hogwarts Legacy, the story at least. Um, Had an absolute blast. Got plenty to do. Thirty
2: six percent complete, Josh. And you've love... completed the game, and you your thirty six love... complete overall progress.
0: Overall progress, yeah.
2: I mean, I've heard there's like over a hundred Merlin trials. I'm not privy to what Merlin trials are, but uh, that sounds yes. like a lot of anything to do. In the yeah.
0: game. I've got a lot of mopping up to do to finish this thing. Um, but I'm, I'm 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 looking forward to it. It's um, it's going to be fun. Really enjoyed the story. Looking forward to seeing whatever comes next in these uh, in in these mad games. Um, should there be a sequel, which I'm pretty sure there's going to be at some point, uh, but really, what I'm playing mostly is Destiny 2, um, jumping into Lightfall, uh, the latest of the uh, the DLC campaigns, which they added to Destiny 2, and oh, it's disappointing. It's disappointing, unfortunately.
1: Uh, I've heard very mixed things about it.
0: Yeah, it as a kickoff, it is deliriously good. Like they got the intro so spot on with this thing. Like when you first enter Neomuna, which is like the big neon city that you see in the trailers, it's like, holy shit, this is a whole new world for Destiny 2. This is a really interesting new way to take it and to experience the game. And for the first half an hour or so, the first couple of missions, I was like, I'm really into this. This is great. And then it got very, very repetitive. It got very samey. It got very Destiny, essentially. <laughs> you know, you sort of, Destiny does one thing, but it does it so well that you don't notice that you're doing it over and over and over again. Um and it just it became very apparent because there's so many new things they add to the strands they've got the new weapons and they're fun t- temporarily until they run out and then they're not fun anymore uh, because you can't use them um the enemies are you know it's just it's just it's a looter shooter you know exactly what you're getting with destiny in that regard um it's just i was hoping for more of an evolution i suppose um i think that's what the traders were throwing at, at us i think the, the location is superb. The Amuna is a really cool place to explore, but it's just, that's about it really. You know, it's just a fun place to run around in. Um, and it's, it hasn't hit those heights of, I think, I don't know, I think Beyond Light, I think was my favorite of the Destiny, cam- Destiny 2 campaigns. And that wasn't even that great either. I think I think have scored that at seven, um, you yeah, know, which is good, but not, you know, not mind-blowing. And it's, it's just a shame because they trailed this thing so well. Uh, we're going to get into um, hype later in our discussions, but yeah, maybe I was sucking into it, but I wanted more Destiny's play. I wasn't too enamored with with um, the Witch Queen, which was the previous one. Um, and I was excited for this because it looked brand new and it just doesn't add enough to make it feel like the evolution that it really should have been, um, which is a shame because, you know, I've followed Destiny 2 all the way through, like from launch all the way up to now when I've played all the campaigns. And yeah, this one doesn't feel any different to the others. It's just in a, it's just in a very, very pretty location, which is all it really has going for it in the end. Unfortunately,
2: are you That's someone that sure. likes to um, do the raids and stuff like that? Get your light level as high as possible. Is that kind of something that you'll like dip out of when you when you finish the campaign?
0: Um, I'll I'll finish the campaign. I'll jump into the raids for sure. The raids aren't live just yet, so um yeah. they're. I think yeah, they go live s- Friday. Yeah, they give they give everyone like a week to get used to like the new the new weapons and the new strands and the new XP and stuff like that. And then they get then they sort of throw in the raids and so yeah, I can't see I've got to find my sort of group of people. A lot of people have fallen off Destiny, so I need to try and lure them back. And uh, the problem is the light is fifty quid a pop. So oh, <laughs> that's, that's oh, the problem. Oh, that but, is yeah. pricey. Um, so I'm gonna have to do what I really don't like doing and going into a Destiny clan and going, Hi, can I come with you please? Um, which oh. I really into like a bunch of strangers, which I really don't like doing. Um, because they're so much better than me, and I just they just carry me through. But uh, <laughs> Did you
2: ever play Destiny One? Uh like really early days, Destiny One.
0: Yeah, big time, yeah.
2: Yeah, Same. I
1: actually played Destiny One for the first couple of expansions. Um, yeah, I, I remember. Was it Vault of Time, the first raid or something when it came out? Vault of Glass. Vault of Glass. That's the one. Yeah. Um, I, I remember it took me like ten tries to get through that for the first time.
0: Yeah, it's, they're not. They're they are not easy, and that's the fun of it though, because you do it with a group of people, and you just fail over and over again <laughs> until you finally work it all out. Um, that's the the kind of joy of it. But I don't know the fans don't seem to be enjoying Lightfall either, which is a kind of a disappointment really. And I mean I'll follow Bungie into into hell. I'll buy anything they put out. Um and so whatever they do next I'm there for but yeah, I think Destiny I mean Lightfall is kind of the end of Destiny two. Um there's still three more expansions to go before the end of the year. Um but then that's it. And uh That's it forever. So like we're seeing like the end of whatever the hell they do next, They haven't announced anything yet obviously but um, Destiny, Destiny three, <laughs> Destiny three seems like an obvious thing, um, but who knows? They might be wanting to do something different after, you know, they gave up Halo after three games, and they've made more Destiny now than he ever made of Halo.
2: Yes, so sure. God
0: knows what they've got coming up next. But uh, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. It's uh, my review should be up this week, hopefully. Um, but it's um, yeah, it's not going to be as shiny and bright as Muna unfortunately so there we are Ah oh, dear don't want to end on a downer but there we are um that's <laughs> that's unfortunately what i've been playing this week and uh yeah so there we are uh right then let's get into the topics we haven't got a quiz this week because uh, our quiz master is is very much ill so uh we shall jump straight into the uh topics which of course the BAFTA nominations have been announced this this very day and It's quite an interesting bunch. Um, God of War has broken a record. God of War Ragnarok has broken a record, being the most nominated game at BAFTAs ever. Um, Basically taking up every, at least one in every single topic, which is absolutely wild. Um, And so I'm going to go through them very, very quickly, um, as we do have a lot to get into. But um, I'm going to go, as we do, we'll go through the nominations and then we'll see if we can grab the winner, and then we'll f- what we'll find out the winners in a few weeks, and we'll be like, ah, oh, wow, we were really off the ball. We've really fucking got that wrong because uh, that's what we do best here at the Thinking Heads podcast. Uh, right, this needs to be going in. Um, I, sorry, Josh,
1: gone. I, I think I'm going for the list, and I don't think I've played a single one of these. No, you're uh, done. This is, this I is think the, issue. the only. <laughs> I think the only one I've played is Metal Hellsinger on the audio achievement list. And I'm going through the others now thinking, have I played this? Have I played this? And I haven't. It's I've a strong contender. I do like Metal Singer, and I think the audio in that is top notch so I do hope it wins.
0: Okay, cool. Um, right, let's go through. So, animation. COD, Modern Warfare 2, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, Sifu. Or stray, um, I think my money's on Ragnarok for this one. Same,
1: I think that's a safe bet, yeah,
0: yeah. As, um, as lovely as Horizon of West looks, it's um, mm, we'll see. Artistic achievement of Plague Tale, Requiem, Elden Ring, Ragnarok, Immortality, Pentiment, and Tunic. I think Ragnarok might take this as well, but Tunic might be an outsider,
2: possibly. God. I would love to see Tunic. Um, I think it could go to Elden Ring, though. I think yeah. it's
1: likely as well.
2: But yeah. it is a toss-up between both God of War, God of War, Ragnarok, and Elden Ring, I think. Oh, Do you know what? Oh, no. If Arras and Viden West wasn't even nominated for it, which is the mental... After yes. spending just one extra hour on it <laughs> the <laughs> past couple of weeks, I was like, wow, this is actually a fucking gorgeous looking game. Yeah, it's goddamn wow.
0: pretty. Um, you need to play more than one hour, man.
2: Come on. Step up. I'm trying to. I think I'm getting like an hour a, a week at least.
0: <laughs> it's not like you haven't got like seven embargoed games to play, right? Just- <laughs> 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 um, Audio achievement a playtale Requiem, God of War, Ragnarok. Horizon Vidden West, Metal Hellsinger, Stray and Tunic. If Hellsinger doesn't win this, I'm going to throw something at my TV.
1: I'm with you on that one. Yeah, yeah, 100%.
2: Tunic's uh, a strange one. Like, I really love the music in that. But um, I feel like audio achievement is kind of all-encompassing when it comes to... Like, you know, when it says audio, it's not music, is it, necessarily? And Metal Hellsinger...
0: Helsing is, is built around that entire conceit. Though, isn't it? And so it's, Exactly, yeah. It feels like if it doesn't win, it's like, well, what What else could it have possibly done? <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. Um, I remember Stray being fairly silent, to be honest. There's a lot of sort of digital robot noises bamming around, but
2: not much mm-hmm. else happened. It's Hells- very like um, light uh, electronic music, very ambient, that's mm. about it.
0: It's an interesting um, nomination, to be honest. I love Stray, but it's an interesting nomination in that category. Mm-hmm. Um, best game. This is not game of the year. This is a different category. This is best game. The uh, Cult of the Lamb, Elden Ring, God of All Ragnarok, Marvel Snap, Stray, and Vampire Survivors. Elden Ring. Yeah, it's probably going to be Elden Ring. Um, Marvel Snap is just killing it, isn't it? My God.
2: Oh, is this... Um... The EE e- e game of
0: the year. No, this is the best game. This is not EE e game of the year. Oh. This is the one voted for by BAFTA, whereas the other one's voted for by the public.
2: Oh, very strange list. Yeah. Best game.
0: I yeah. think it could kind to go to God of war. Yeah, I think... Yeah, sadly, I think it'll be Ragnarok or Elden Ring. Um, yeah. I think Vampire Survivors. It's amazing that Vampire Survivors even got there. I mean, fantastic work, but... No. Yeah, hmm. I think it'll go to one of the big ones. Uh, British game, uh, Citizen Sleeper, Ollie Ollie World, Rolodrome, Total War, Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, or Vampire Survivors?
1: I'm gonna ask you two which one do you think I think will win? Uh, I'd like for either Total War, Warhammer 3 or Two Point Campus to win, but uh, I feel like Vampire Survivors might. I think it will as well.
2: It, that is, like, outside of uh, Game of the Year stuff, that is probably the most stacked kind of batch of games I think mm. I can yeah. see. In terms of, like, the indie space, those are, like, the biggest, I have th- I've think, for a cult following. Um, Audio I wouldn't worry. Uh, yeah. could, could also take it as well. I wouldn't mind seeing Citizen Sleeper, um, but I feel like it's not been in enough hands for it to be nominated for it to win.
0: Yeah. Yeah, tough one. I think we're all choosing three different things there. But uh, yeah, Total War Warhammer Three, obviously, AAA, wonderful game, loved it. I've never played it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, they just uh, made Immortal Empires, which is like the big campaign map, which has all three games maps merged into one. Oh, wow. Um, and all the factions from all of those, uh, they've made it free. So you can you can still only be able to play the factions of the games you've bought. But the entire map is now free for anyone to play, whether they've got only one of the games or not. Oh, so, wow. That's
0: very cool. Yeah, it's uh, pretty awesome. Well, if you win just for that, nice work. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, right then. Uh, debut game as Dusk Falls. <laughs> um, the case of the Golden Idol. It
1: <laughs> was that a bad game by any chance? Oh,
0: god, it's just weird. I don't know. We'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, Stray Trombone Champ. What a great game! Uh, Tunic or Vampire Survivors. Again, another kind of stacked
1: category. Um. Uh you think Vampire Survivors.
0: Yeah, I think it will as well. You know, yeah. I think Stray's going to go empty-handed in all these categories.
2: Yeah, as much as I love Tunic and I think the their way of game design through learning through the game sheets is just a phenomenal, like little gimmick that they mm. had in that game. But yeah, I think Vampire Survivors is just too massive.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, dust falls. I just, I can't get, on, I can't get along with its visual style. Um, it's, it's like cardboard cutouts of real people, and it's, it's very strange. And it's all, it's not even stop motion. It's just drawings. And for some reason, it can't, it just doesn't work in my eyes. My eyes like, no, don't look at that. It's weird. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I can't really go through it. But. Um, yeah, I think it did better than I expected it to do in um, terms of sales. It's all Game Pass. So it probably has an audience out there, but no, that game can go to hell. Uh, evolving game, Apex Legends, Dreams, The Elder Scrolls Online, Final Fantasy, 14 Online, Forza and No Man's Sky. There was a real lack of Fortnite in this category.
2: Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Interesting. Uh, uh are Fortnite smashing it these days? I feel like this new chapter slash season has gone down like a wet balloon. Or a lead balloon. That's what they call it. I was thinking of wet fart and then lead balloon. (laughs) 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 And got a mixture of both. I do that all Um, the time. (laughs) Wet farts or lead balloons? (laughs) Both.
1: Uh, The merging two different terms together. I do it all the time.
2: Yeah. I feel like Dreams has got a shot in this. Obviously, because it's the BAFTAs, um, Media Molecule being a British studio, yeah, they do love Media Molecule, yeah, and but then no, and No Man's Sky kind of encumbered it like has that same sort of um reasoning as well as being also No Man's Sky just doing outstanding with their post launch what content mm, yeah. and for it to be in PSVR 2 now is with another expansion, it's hard to argue. You.
1: I I can't really think of many games which reached a level that No Man's Sky has in terms of actively making the game better after launch. Because yeah. that had such a dog shit launch and now it's yeah. held in such high esteem. Mm-hmm, um yeah. I, I mean it'd be well deserved if it won it. It would be my pick, but um there's some other great games there too. Yeah. Um I don't think don't think Forza
2: really has a spot here, to be honest. It's not evolving. No. It's, just, it's just DLC. <laughs> yeah, and how many DLCs have we had? I know we had Hot Wheels, but has there been anything? Hot Wheels as has big been that, or...
0: the first big one. Um, there mm-hmm. is one that was announced this week, um, which is the Rally okay. DLC, uh, which is coming at some point this year. So yeah, it's, it's a strange choice, but I think it's quite telling that Fortnite's not here. That that brings up interesting considerations. like yeah. you said on the especially with.
2: With Apex Legends there as well, as kind of the Battle Royale in, mm. for this nomination.
0: Yeah. Well, the second uh, second season of Chapter 3 starts this week, so we'll see what oh. we've got on this leaves.
2: On the 8th, I believe it is. It's all been leaked, apparently. I'm looking, looking on Twitter, like the whole Battle Pass, everything's been leaked by those two famous um, Twitter accounts that kind of do in Fortnite news. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, cheers, guys, for ruining everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take a look. I'm working that drops, so I'm gonna be late to the party. But what the hell? Fortnite crew, I'll get about a battle pass anyway. we will be fine. Yeah, God, I love that game way too much. I think I hate myself. Family game: uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, Mario Rabbids, Nintendo Switch Sports, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Stratus Revenge. Yoto, guys, see we haven't got a lot of experience with most of these.
1: Uh, I know I have a personal vendetta against Mario and Rabbids for robbing the strategy title.
2: Long <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> Other
1: than that, no, I, I don't know any of them. So I have to pass it. Uh, please don't win Mario and Rabbids. Yeah, really.
0: <laughs> I mean, Strider's Revenge is fant- fant- fantastic. It's a brilliant game. Um, it got nominated for a bunch of stuff at the Game Awards and didn't win any of them. Um so I hope it gets a bit of love here, but I think it's gonna be Dreamlight Valley.
2: I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Dreamlight Valley. I feel like mm-hmm. it's a little bit of an unsung hero at this point for recognition in the industry of being such a delightful kind of Animal Crossing style game and being successful at that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's
0: um I mean that that's an evolving game. You know, they counter downing stuff to it. Um so I think Dreamlight Valley is going to take it. I didn't. I didn't stick with it in the end because I wanted to cross my save over from PC to uh, PlayStation, but you can only do it with PC to Xbox. So I was like, "Well, screw you." That's
2: that ruins <laughs> ruins
0: my day. So yeah, um, that wasn't an option. I mean, Skywalker is fantastic, but it's I don't know. I feel like it's it's it, it it's, it's almost too old now to be like recognized. It's like we waited so long for it to come out, and it came out like a year and a half ago now, and I'm like. Are people even going to remember Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga at this point? Yeah, um, that's very so we'll true. See. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, I think Dreamlight will take it. Uh, game Beyond Entertainment, um, Citizen Sleeper, Endling, Extinction is Forever, Gibbon, Beyond the Trees, I was a teenage exocolonist, not for broadcast, and will always have Paris.
1: Uh, your dog. What do you think about this lot? <laughs> they're all amazing games. I've 100 percent played them all, and I think they all deserve to win. Um, I I, I have no clue. Uh, I'm just gonna go for I was a teenage ex-colonist because it's an awesome name.
0: It is an awesome name. Um, I feel like Sean would be Sean was really good at the, the game beyond statement because he falls into the games like this, and he'll he would go, oh yeah, well, uh, we'll always have Paris is a brilliant game. Loved it, loved it. Played the demo of it. Fantastic. Um, that's the kind of thing he would say if he was here but he's I
2: think he has I think he has uh, yeah for me but I think Sean has really sung the praises of I was a teenage ex-economist funnily enough I think he said really good things about it so Mm.
0: okay
2: okay. if we we asked him he'd probably go for that Yeah, but I think I would like to go for Sitting and Sleeper
0: okay We'll go for Citizen Sleeper with a um, honorable mention to uh, a Teenage Destiny Commoner then. Yes, um, really should play. I used to play all this sorts of stuff. Like I used to play. Like, I played like that Dragon Cancer and Firewatch and all that stuff when it came out. And um, yeah, I just fell off it. But yeah, anyway, that's the Hill there. Game design: Cult of the Lamb, Elden Ring, Ragnarok, Forbidden West, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. I'll give this I would personally give this to tunic, but I don't think it's gonna win this one.
1: Amazing yeah, I mean, with a lot of heavy hitters, uh yeah. Yeah,
0: it's a very stats category, this
1: one. I mean it's likely that one of God of War, Ragnarok, or Elden Ring clean up here. Like any awards either of them are nominated for, they're probably gonna win. Mm. Um but it would be nice to see Horizon Forbidden West win something, because I know how beloved that uh, that series and that game is. So, but Vampire Survivors as well. I mean, it's just an absolutely stacked uh, category, this one. Court of the Lamb is really popular. I think a lot of people enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, Elden Ring, just yeah. goes without saying. Uh, That's a big fan of Court of the Lamb.
2: Me too. So... um. So yeah, Josh, what do you reckon? Oh, I mean, in Vampire Survivors, is game design the game? Like it was designed by one person who kind of used to make casino games for the reason of that dopamine hit hitting right at the right time. Mm. Uh, but God of War Ragnarok is quite flawless in its game design, I think. Whereas the others have a few cracks. So, and, and it's the bigger one. So I would go Ragnarok, I think.
0: Yeah, I think you're right on that one. Yeah, but well, man, I'd have to see Tunic win that because Junic's just surprising oh. me around every corner. I loved it. Uh, multiplayer, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, FIFA 23, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, and fucking Elden Ring. <laughs> God. not not a fan of that one in this category. <laughs> Well, it's already won Best Multiplayer over all of these other games. And it's like, it wasn't even that, it wasn't even that, did it even work?
2: Was that the Joystick Awards? It was the Golden Joysticks, yeah. Golden Joysticks, yeah. Um, It works. It's very specific, as is the path of the course from software. You can't just jump in a game and do the whole game with them, no. You have to... I don't even want to go into it. You basically just can't play the whole game with someone. (laughs) So it's a a flawed multiplayer.
1: Yeah, I I find it a bit of a farce, really, but it is winning multiplayer awards because it's unlike many, most of these titles or all of them that it's not designed around multiplayer. Uh, I I just feel like you're going to have a much better multiplayer experience with any of these other games. Uh, It feels like it's just in there on the strength of its name alone.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know really. I haven't really played multiplayer in any of these games, except for FIFA. But yeah, you know, me my mates play FIFA every year. Um, I don't know. I know Splatoon three's got a massive following.
2: Um, as of course cool I have G, heard so- disappointments for uh, Spl- Splatoon three. There's a bit ah. more disappointment with that sequel. So as is the same with Overwatch two, kind of just not being as good as it should have been. I downloaded Overwatch 2 um, and I
0: got to the um, you're in a queue screen and then I never left. <laughs> um, and so that, that's as far as I got with Overwatch 2.
1: I, that's similar to my experience with Blood Bowl 3, that <laughs> what uh, game. So I guess we got to go Elden Ring for this one then, don't we? Pretty much.
0: Fucking hell.
2: No, I think Modern Warfare 2. I think give give some respect to a, a multiplayer that didn't have a controversy at launch i think fifa 23 is a good one i think it like i think you find it uh, one one of the better fifas out recently yeah for sure um but it, it's a sports game that's very specifically football mm. which isn't everyone's cup of tea indeed indeed um
0: music a played to requiem cuphead the delicious last course the dlc elden ring Ragnarok, Stray, and Tunic. I would go for Requiem on this because the soundtrack is stunning, but I know people got a lot of love for Ragnarok and Elden Ring's um, scores as well.
1: I I think Ragnarok might take this one, or probably will. Uh, But it would be nice to see Requiem win something. It's been uh like nominated for so many awards and it's just I mean Elden Ring and Ragnarok have cleaned up everything they get entered into this these last few months. So I do feel bad for other games like Requiem, which have had yeah. so many nominations and they, every time those two clean up, it gets uh I'm sure I can feel a bit demotivating at times.
0: Yeah, I imagine so. Um I mean I really love the music Requiem. I don't really Stray again it was like the music was great and it certainly built the atmosphere but it wasn't memorable I can't remember it really
1: no.
0: it doesn't stay in the head no. Um, Tunic I remember it being fairly quiet as well bumming around Um, I love the music to cut up. I've not heard the DLC music um, but the original was fantastic so yeah it's a tough one tough one I'm going to go him just because it was my favourite I suppose out of the I'll have a lot there All right the narrative a uh, plato requiem citizen sleeper ragnarok immortality Pentiment, and stray
1: stray is getting so many nominations
0: yeah it's doing well considering he's not going to win any of them
1: it's <laughs> <doing all right. laughs> yeah yeah so uh i I just feel like Ragnarok will clean this one up, but I think I'd probably go for Requiem because um, some of these games I have watched other people play. Requiem is a, one I watched a little bit of uh, streamer play. Mm. It, lo- it looks like a... I think I'd yeah. be a good choice for this one.
0: It's It's great. It's so bleak. It's so bleak. It's one of the darkest stories I think I've ever played in video games. Um, but it just it's it's told beautifully and um I I haven't quite finished it yet. I'm very near the end. Um a bunch of other stuff came out, so I'm gonna have to really jump in and remember stuff. Remember how to play the goddamn game again. It's been a while now, but um yeah, I don't know. Citizen Sleeper, what about that one,
2: Josh? Um, it just has a lot to say um outside of its own narrative, which I think is its strongest part. Um, it speaks more to us as people than it does kind of think what the game has to offer as a narrative. I think it is it is just a game that is essentially just a narrative game Like you are. It's almost like a visual novel style to an mm. extent um, where the, the, it is just all story. Um, but I think Ragnarok is just going to win again. Yeah. Looks that way.
0: Works that way. Um, rather than original property. Uh, Citizen Sleeper, Cut of the Lamb, Elden Ring, Sifu, Stray, and Vampire Survivors. So basically a brand new IP. Um packed. Absolutely packed this one.
2: Hmm. It's tough, isn't it? I'm trying to think of ones that would have a sequel because of its sort of original property, if you know what I'm if you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. it the it's like it's a good first game for the series. Um and I do lean towards Cult of the Land being that that they could definitely make a an amazing sequel out of the lot. Um Oh, it's it. It feels like uh, since having watched kind of the other award ceremonies happen, it's been the case of it's just always the biggest ones that we're not the kind of ones when you're in the circles that they talk that get talked about quite highly. Like Vampire Survivors is almost every player's favorite game of last year. That's not a big one. Um. I think uh, Sifu, I really enjoyed. Um, I think a lot of people maybe fell out before the update because it was so hard and didn't finish it and then wouldn't go back to it. Um, I hate wanting to say Elden Ring, but I think think it is going to be.
0: Yep, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, dog.
1: Uh, I'm in agreement. I think it'll be Elden Ring, but I'd prefer Call of the or Vampire Survivors to win. If, the, if I had to nail down one of the others. Um, yeah. But uh, we've seen a trend towards, uh, like Josh said, the the bigger titles seem to be winning pretty much everything. Um, and both Ragnarok and Elden Ring, whatever they get entered in, just win. So. Uh, I do feel like it's likely that Elden Ring will win this one too.
0: Yeah, that seems that way, but Stray might as well. Stray, this could be the one that Stray takes. Yeah, um, there's every chance that Stray will get a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, so we shall see. We shall see. Um, Elden Ring or Stray, I reckon that one for sure. Yeah, uh, right then, performer in a leading role. Um, Elaine Mesa as Alejandro Vargas in Modern Warfare 2 Charlotte McBurney as Amicia in the Plato Requiem Christopher Judge as Kuretos in God of War Ragnarok Manon Gage as Marissa Marseille in Immortality she of course won the Game Award for Best Performance uh, Siobhan Williams as Laura in The Quarry and Sonny Solgic as Atreus in God of War Ragnarok Now I've not played Ragnarok I've only uh, actually played out of these um, Modern Warfare and the Plato <laughs> so uh, yeah. I've, I'm gonna go for Charlotte with Bernie because as Amicia, she's amazing in the play-to. She, I don't think she'll win, sadly, but
2: that's who I'm rooting for, at least. Yeah. I think Christopher Judge is just sweeping the floor in this category every single time, most of the time. Um mm. and man engage respectively, uh you know, when it's when it's split up between male and female. Madden has been getting it as well. Yeah. Getting the award for it for immortality. But I think I th- it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Christopher Judge.
0: Yep, I reckon it will be as well. Uh your dog, um,
1: I I am gonna bat you, Ross. I, I hope Charlotte McBurney wins it. Yay! Go Charlotte, it's your birthday.
0: Doing great. <laughs> um I really should play Immortality. It's um on... A mobile game, isn't
2: it? Yeah, on Netflix. So I think it's a TV game. I don't know how it works on TV with Netflix and games, but yep, it's there. It's on Netflix. What kind of world are we living in right now? Yeah, God.
0: um, okay, cool. Okay, we're former in a supporting role Adam J. Harrington as Sindri in God of War rock Alison J. as Alva in Horizon forbidden West, Charlotte charlotte molin uh, forgive me if I'm saying that incorrectly, as The One in Immortality, Daniel Basuti as Freya in God of All Ragnarok, <laughs> Leia Delon Hayes as Boda in God of All Ragnarok, and Ryan Hurst as Thor in God of All Ragnarok.
1: Oh, I wonder which game's going to win this one. <laughs> <laughs> it is a mystery.
0: In my limited experience with Ragnarok, I played the first two hours of it, and... I was like yeah the same for me but that was a good time Thor as a character was awesome um and I loved the performance so I would go for Ryan Harris as Thor in this one
2: I think um Daniel Besusi as Freya has been people's favorites for for Ragnar in terms of like any other standout role outside of Kratos is Freya's character as like being the most talked about, and I hope she does get it because, yeah, I think uh, emotionally, Freya's character goes on quite the journey, and it's a lot of like good acting and that as well.
1: Um, your
2: dragon? I've seen. I mean, I haven't played
1: Ragnarok. I don't have a PS5. Um, I've not even played the. When did the original one come out? 2018 or so? Someone buy this man a PS5. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I've not even played that either. But I have watched a few cutscenes and stuff on YouTube. And for the character goes through quite a lot. He does, like the the acting and the actor does is pretty incredible. So I think he'd probably be my pick.
0: Hmm. That's six nominations in performance for God of All and Rock altogether. That's <laughs> yeah. crazy.
2: No wonder they broke the record.
0: Yeah, right. Half, half of them <laughs> for bloody performance. It's a technicality. Um, <laughs> some casting director is jacking off so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best at this in the world. <laughs> um sorry, so sounds monster, I do apologize. Uh technical achievement. We have Elden Ring. God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon of West, Immortality, The Last of Us Part 1, and Stray, once again. Um, I've got to go for Horizon on this. I can't. Horizon's got to get one of these bloody awards, and I think, from a technical standpoint, I know God of Ragnarok hasn't got any loading screens, and it's all very clever, but has it got Aloy on the back of a flying robot dinosaur? No, no, it has not. So, I'm going for Aloy, but... Uh, Please feel free to discuss.
2: No, yeah, I think Forbidden West is a nice pick um, and I hope it gets something. Um, I do kind of like The Last of Us Part 1 being here as well, though. I think the levels of the remastering that they went through for that um, is worth having like a shout out at the very minimum. Um, if it doesn't win this award, like it's nice to see that it's got some recognition for it the the work put in uh, to remaster it, sure, yeah, for sure, it's fantastic, it looks amazing um, it looks better than
0: part two, which is a real problem, i think for sony at this point <laughs> like they they they, <sighs> need, they need to remaster two and fast. Because yes. part one looks better, <laughs> yeah, for sure uh young dog, what do you reckon on technical achievement?
1: Uh I'm hoping Forbidden West does get something because it just uh, unfortunately is one of our played personally, but again, I've watched people play it. It mm. looks amazing. Uh the visuals are absolutely stunning in that game. And the gameplay loop looks pretty damn fun as well. So and like you said, robot robot dinosaurs sounds robot dinosaurs. So, sounds great. So I just off the basis of robot dinosaurs. I I hope it wins at least one award, and this will be it.
0: Someone get this man a PS five. My
2: God,
1: <laughs> I don't know where I'd fit it.
2: Oh man, you just play Company of Heroes three on it. Probably.
0: So you get a PS five, a copy of Ragnarok. Horizon's West is on PS Plus premium, so just get that and play it. Okay.
1: There. Um, Sounds like a plan.
0: How hard can it be? All right. We just got to raise like, what, 500 quid or something? <laughs> yeah. And finally, EEE Game of the Year, the one that's voted for by the public Elden Ring, Ragnarok, Horizon's West, Immortality, Marvel Snap, and Stray. Uh, I think this is uh, Elden Ring's delete. Yeah, to lose.
1: if Elden Ring doesn't win this, I will. I was trying to figure of something stupid and funny I could do, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head.
2: Okay. Buy a PS5 and play God of War Ragnarok.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if I had the money spare, I would commit to that. But I think my girlfriend would literally murder me in my sleep if I did. So, uh, yeah. Um, it'll be Elden ring, and I'll be extremely surprised if it's not. Just get a second
0: controller. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, I got you one too. Hooray. <laughs> best boyfriend ever
1: I think uh, the only reason she'd be happy if I bought her a second controller is so she could chuck it at me because uh, <laughs> she, she doesn't play video games so it uh, might not go down so well <laughs> mm.
0: okay we'll we need to get it to Jogta's house and somehow make it look like he didn't buy it for himself so send it as mm. a gift to yourself okay for Amazon. Um, yep. get, it all, get it all wrapped up nicely okay and say love from finger guns on it and mm-hmm. it'd be none the wiser
1: it's just a gift Okay. Um, I will try and explain the credit, start, credit card statements as a mistake.
0: Does she read your credit card
1: statements? <laughs> well, we have a joint account, so... Oh, damn it! Oh, man!
0: <laughs> okay, we need to work this out. Uh, PayPal vouchers. We'll figure it out. We'll be fine. <laughs> um, uh, Josh, you go for Elder Ring as well?
2: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the popularity contest, and... Elden Ring isn't bound by being a uh, Sony IP only. It's got the wonders of being on every platform almost. Um, So yeah, I think it will be that.
0: I mean, I think Marvel Snap has got an outside chance in this one.
2: Everyone's got a mobile phone, and that game is enormous. And it's the only one that it's the only nomination it's got right for for this.
1: Yeah, I think it had one in like audio or something for everyone.
0: Yeah, that one a bit, a bit, bit near the top, didn't it?
1: Uh, oh. Best game. It was in the best game category. Oh, best, best game! Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that is a good point. Uh, mobile. Yeah, I think um, Elden Ring or Marvel Snap. Oh yeah, God, I feel features. bad for Stray.
0: Stray's gonna come out with
1: nothing at all again. I think that Elden Ring fans are extremely motivated to get it to win these public awards. So mm. uh, the the only way that it wouldn't win this if it was if Genshin Impact was in it again. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's not. So they're safe, and I think they're going to get this.
0: There's a podcast. I mean, yeah, a, a couple must be a couple of years ago now, where Genshi, Genshin Impact first came out, and Toes was really excited about it, and we went on the podcast and we did game of the week or what we've been playing it was called back then and um he went on about a 15 minute round about how much he fucking hated Genshin Impact like I've never heard him that angry before it is (laughs) I I will try and find it but it is an astonishing listen it's just he is ranting like I've never heard someone rant before
1: I I look forward to listening to this this will be a blast from the past it is uh it's uh
0: superb um Right then, so those are the BAFTA nominations and what we think they're going to be on March 30th, and it'll be streamed, of course, on Twitch from 6:50 uh, BSC British Summertime. It's coming, guys! It's coming.
1: I got a question. Go for it. If Christopher Judge wins the award, how long do we think his speech <laughs> is going to be?
2: <laughs> <laughs> a very good question. He's just he's just going to come out and say thank you now, and that's it. He's right. that's it. <laughs> just going yeah. over
1: extreme. He will
2: yeah. get he will get played off. Thanks. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> Thank you
0: very much. <laughs> um, yeah, the fu- the fu- the funniest thing about that at the game awards was that you know the the music started playing and it just made his speech more epic.
2: Yep. It just added to it. <laughs> it was like a rallying cry. Like yes, Christopher, <laughs> we're with you. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I think uh, like
1: screenshots are coming out afterwards, people taking photos of the prompt It just said, finish now, finish now, finish now.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Uh, right, then let's get into the Capcom Direct, which is coming up this week. Um, March the... No, that's March 24th. No, that's the release of Resident Evil 4. I'm reading the entirely wrong thing. <clears throat> the Capcom Spotlight will stream on Thursday, March the 9th, which is this Thursday, um, 10.30pm GMT. And it'll be a... And we'll have a 20-minute pre-show it's going to be Resident Evil 4, Exo Prime. Oh, yeah. Yes. Monster Hunter Rise, Mega Man Battle Network, Legacy Collection, and Ghost Trick Phantom Detective with more to come. So there could be some surprises. So I want to drop it in. I guess this will be a very quick thing. From Capcom, in their entire history, what would you like to see? Green Big, go for the clouds. Um, your dog.
1: Oh, I am such the wrong person to speak to. Uh... I know you are, but you are here. We gotta do what we gotta do. (laughs) I can't remember the last Capcom game I played. It might be Resident Evil 4.
0: Well, you're guaranteed that one's there. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, so I'm set there. Uh, (laughs) I would like to play a Monster Hunter game. So, I'm maybe looking at playing one of those on PC in the future because I know there's one or two that's released. Um, Yeah, uh, just. I have no idea. Did um did did world get a PC release? Did what, sorry? As in Monster Hunter World, did I get a PC release? I believe so. One sec. I have Steam open. Hello, Steam. Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter World. So yeah, World yeah. is on. It's so twelve two... forty nine at the minute, so I may end up the... getting that.
0: Nice. Those are the two most recent, I believe. Um so yeah, you're set for Monster Hunter and Resident Evil.
1: Yeah. So Amazing.
0: Uh, a brilliant contribution. Jordan.
1: Thank you very much. I, I know. I, I, I really add to the conversation here. What can I say? <laughs> well,
0: our Capcom guys technically aren't on the podcast, and I thought they would be. So, you know, there we are. Um, Josh, <laughs> pie, pie oh. in the sky, What do you want to see a Capcom Direct?
2: Uh, an Okami remake? Ooh. Oh, or, There's a shout. Oni um, Onimusha? sequel slash could, could do a remake. I'll, do, I'll take either one. Okay. Um, a little bit more realistic, seeing a Devil May Cry sequel announcement would be pretty nice. Well, What would that be, DMZ6 now? Yes. Yeah, yeah it would be. Um... Dino Crisis.
0: Yes, there yeah. we go. <laughs> That's the source the right there. <laughs> <laughs> if only, a
2: eh? Um, I think my uh, yeah.
0: my dream. Sorry, man, go on.
2: No, yeah, Ekami is my pick. I think as like a remake it would be amazing.
0: Uh, yeah, Dino Crisis is a great shout, but uh, I'm going to go back to my hallowed Dreamcast days, um, when I loved my Sega Dreamcast more than life itself, and say I need a remake of Power Stone, which okay. was if you if you don't know, which I'm sure you do, but if you don't know, was like this kind of Near it, it wasn't top down, but it was isometric. Is that the word? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just this, this this, brawler, and you could just go in, you could pick up everything that was in the arena, you could pick up chairs and tables and things. And yeah, it was just so much fun, it was so much fun. And it got Power Stone, Power Stone 2, and then that was it, just died the same way Jessette Radio died. it just died. <laughs> and... <laughs> I would absolutely love... Because it was published by Sega, so it was like, it was a proper kind of Capcom-Sega kind of jolting combination. So I guess I'll need that to happen again, for Power Stone to happen again. But, oh man, I loved Power Stone a lot. I don't like a lot of fighters, but that was really fun. Really mixed up the uh, the kind of... Uh, the classic tropes and made it really interesting.
1: So, yeah. Se- Sega actually, Loki, become one of the bigger publishers in the strategy game sort of genre recently. Yeah, they um, a, they're Total War, aren't they? Are they yeah, they yeah. so they do Total War, they do Company of Heroes, uh, they do, like, Two Point Campus was yeah. published under them, so uh, I think there's one or two others as well, smaller ones. So yeah, they did. I, did you play Humankind? Uh, no. I haven't actually got around to that yet, but uh, okay. I did play the devs' previous game, uh Endless Space 2, I think it was, uh, and that was fun. Like, they... Endless Space and Endless Legend were all good games, so...
0: Oh, cool. Kind of Sega published that, and um, I remember seeing it, like, well, that isn't my sort of thing, but I was always curious about how it played and if it was any good. So, it's...
1: Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of like some of the recent Civ games that launched. It was a bit weak, but after a few DLCs, it should be a bit better.
0: Okay. Also, no Man's Sky vibes.
1: <laughs> back to Capcom, Dragon's Dogma would be nice if they released yeah. a Dragon's Dogma 2. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's another good shout. Come on in Capcom. So we need Dino Grace's Power Stone, Onimusha, Akami, and it yeah. so will be fine. We'll get all of these, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Resi 4 is looking absolutely stunning, so I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Oh, shit. They've published Dead Rising. I completely yeah. forgot about that. I loved the first one. I never played anything but the first one. Uh, I was uh, new, you know, never too. very good at maybe it. Maybe two. <laughs> Um, I don't think,
0: uh, I mean, Capcom are only killing it right now, Um, except for, of course, the Multiplayer Resident Evil, but we didn't talk about that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Resident Evil 4 is going to be absolutely massive. March
1: 24th, we're not that far away now. Multiplayer Resident Evil, that just sounds like a bad fever dream.
2: (laughs) Oh, it's real. It's real. Yeah, and
0: Street Fighter 6, of course, this summer, so, yeah, it could be another big year for Capcom. But oh man, I love that they're releasing Exo Prime exoprimal this year and not dead and not crisis. <laughs> I love that. I feel like they've done that just to piss off Miles, and I love
2: it.
1: <laughs>
2: <Just> <laughs> really specifically, you're not getting the game. You want no. you're getting a game that's kind of what you want, but not really. Dinosaurs but, uh, dinosaurs me, do that. from, from the sky. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, man. Yes. Day one. Oh day down one this, this might be um this might be a hot take but i'm done with seeing resident evil 4 stuff now like i'm just done hmm. I'm, i know i could probably just look away and <laughs> i'll be not it wouldn't affect me none but yeah like i'm just ready to play it now i don't i don't care about seeing more footage I th- it's gonna be i think it'll be a 10 or oh, four yeah. finger guns it would be a 10 for yeah. sure it, was
1: this one of the games we predicted
2: uh yeah it's gotta be right we've gotta given it a really really high score yeah I believe on so. better predictions um it's gonna be it's i mean they're remaking a a masterpiece, and uh what I've seen of it it's just uh, that but bigger so how can you really mess this up
1: on little famous not to be not fair. to not
2: not to hype it too much up you know. <laughs> Mm, Uh, uh, 2 was
1: remastered and was good wasn't it? So they have a history of making good remakes as well
0: Uh, It is on our list Um, Josh gave it 96 Mm -hmm. and gave it 97 So you guys are expecting big things from this (laughs) Yes (laughs) So
1: big
0: I forgot what I gave it 96 Uh, So yeah, it's going to be great The last trailer, I think we can sort of class that trader as the launch trailer because it was epic. Yeah. And um, it showed off so much more than I was expecting, actually. So, yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. Um, Also, there was the Paradox director today, which I know everything about. And I'm going to tell you all about it right now. Um, Actually, no, I'm not. You know what? I've been talking a lot. Um, yo, Doug, why don't you take this one? Okay, I can do tell so. Me, tell me all oh. about the Paradox event
1: well I, I it was so good my chair just broke thinking about it so wow! um uh, okay so there was quite a few games announced uh, as well as dlc for paradox's existing titles so i'll go through the dlc first uh, europa, uh, europa universalis 4 is getting another dlc uh called dominion uh domination sorry Uh, It's not really had too much details released as to what it will consist of. Um, I know mission trees were specifically mentioned by the person who came up on stage, but other than that, there wasn't really too much information released, although I think there's a dev diary or two out there, so I'll need to go hunt them down and take a look, Um, which I'm excited for EU4 DLC. Uh, but the last, the last one was received well, but the f- two or three before that were received quite badly. So I'm really intrigued to see how how good this one's going to be, um, because the studio that's making them, which is par, it's a Spanish paradox branch of the company. Uh, they only opened it basically as COVID happened, so it's they've only been on there for three years now um and they've been getting to grips with it over time it's a yeah i i hope it's a good dlc i um i just have worries because some of paradox's recent dlc releases not just for eu4 have been a little bit questionable uh in terms of quality Next up was Crusader Kings 3 which is getting the tours and tournaments DLC which will allow you to visit your realm, uh, speak to vassals, uh, have various events taking place and you'll be able to enter tournaments as well, um, so like jousting and fighting and stuff. It's meant for quite a lot of role-playing because Crusader Kings 3 really shines at its best when role-playing is involved. Um, as to how those mechanics actually play out I don't even think there's any dev diaries out for that yet So it's uh, we don't know too much about how it's going to be implemented in the game But I'm more excited for that on european Europa Universalis' DLCs Because it just sounds really awesome to me And I really love me some CK3 Surviving the Aftermath, which is... Uh, getting a new DLC called Rebirth. Um, So surviving the aftermath takes place in the apocalypse. You need to rebuild a settlement from scratch, basically, and over time you'll expand your tech level again. This DLC will allow you to start to terraform the land so it's a little bit more habitable for you again. Um, So you'll get nice lush green uh, towns again which uh, is fun. Surviving the Aftermath is a bit of an odd one. Uh, Its launch was a bit rocky, but it's got better over time. I'll be very interested to see how its DLC improves it. Uh, And the last one, which is getting a DLC, isn't a mainline uh, Paradox title. It's published through their Paradox Arc brand, Um, and it's across the obelisk which is like a card battle. Is it card battle? It's kind of like um, Darkest Dungeon, but it doesn't have such a unique arcs art style in my eyes. It's still a pretty fun game from what I've seen, though, and that's getting the Wolf Wars uh, DLC added to it. So, I again, I don't know too much about this game because it's one of the few here I haven't actually played. Uh, hopefully in future I can actually address that. Uh, then, in terms of brand new titles, um, so first up, Knights of Pen and Paper 3, which has been published by Par- Paradox Arc, so again, it's not one of their main titles. Um, it looks to be like an RPG, uh, where you, from what I understand from the trailer, you kind of command like a tabletop group that goes through uh, dungeons and stuff. I've not played one or two uh, but free. I like the art style It's kind of like pixel-like I would like to get my hands on this one and play it Because it looks really fun I like my RPGs and stuff So that looks pretty interesting uh, Another new title is Mechabellum Which has big mechs So I'm kind of sold already But it is an auto battle, And the only auto battle I can think of That I've actually enjoyed recently Is Teamfight Tactics and I haven't played that much. I'm really intrigued to see how they actually implement this game. Um, So I'm very interested, but I don't know uh, how it's going to play out because auto-battlers can be all over the place in terms of quality. I think a big one for most people here will be the next one, though, which is Cities Skylines 2. Um, So that'll be coming out on... All the previous games were all PC only, but this one will be coming out on PC, Xbox, Series, something or other. The press release doesn't say. Uh, PS5, so it will be coming out on consoles as well. Uh, City Skylines, probably the best city-building game of the last 10, 15 years. Um, A sequel to that is going to make a lot of people excited, including myself. Um, So I'm really interested to see how... Uh, that plays out and we won't have to be waiting too long um the press release also mentioned it will be out later this year at some point um so yeah that that should be pretty interesting uh next up for sims fans there is a new sims like game coming out this one will be longer term before it comes out. I suspect because they've not even announced platforms yet, and they didn't really give too many details or even a really big trailer. It was just a more of a teaser trailer. So Paradox Tectonic are developing this. Uh, they've got a former Sims, like lead developer, I think he was or something, spearheading the studio on this. So uh, Sims is finally going to have some like fairly big competition so that can only be a good thing uh, for people who like those games I think Cat will be very happy with that Um, and then finally the one I didn't know what the game was before the launch, I purposely avoided all the leaks and stuff Uh, Hairbrain Studios, one of my favourite studios and I was really excited to see what they were going to announce and they announced a game called The Lamplighters League Um, which is kind of like an Indiana Jones, um, like, pulp novel sort of XCOM game, which makes sense now that XCOM's not... Well, the XCOM devs aren't making XCOM anymore. It looks fun, but it doesn't look up my alley because I don't like the setting or the art style. It's a little bit too cartoony for me. Uh, the setting doesn't appeal to me much, but I will give it a go because Hairbrained have easily earned that from me because they, uh, Battletech was so good. <laughs> They've earned so much goodwill from me just because of Battletech. Um, so, yeah, Indiana Jones XCOM, I think a lot of people will probably enjoy that. And then the only other two things were things which were already announced. Uh, sorry, three things. The first one is Age of Wonders 4, which is coming out in May. And they did a trailer for that. I'm extremely excited to play that. Age of Wonders is one of my favorite properties for turn based strategy, and it should be an awesome game. I'll be very surprised if that turns out bad. Uh, next up was Victoria 3 it is getting a free update uh, on March 12th, I believe, which adds a few new features into the game. Um, but they've not announced any DLC or anything yet for it. And then finally, what was the last thing? Oh yeah, they did a trailer for the upcoming Stellaris First Contact DLC, which will focus on nations' first contact with like primitive civilizations or other nations. Um, which I'm stoked for because Stellaris is probably my second favorite of the various Paradox properties. So there was quite a lot there in total. I apologise for talking so much. Um, there was a lot announced. There was a lot of news that came out. I, I'm i a little bit disappointed overall. I was hoping for a little bit more uh, in terms of games that would be up my alley. But there's a hell of a lot of fun to be had there. and uh, I think the games will uh, be pretty good overall.
2: I mean, I'm All just right. looking at that Lamplighters League and uh someone that's not played XCOM, played a little bit of Mutant Year Zero. This looks it looks really interesting through the screen uh screenshots that I'm looking at. It kind of reminds me of like almost like a Pixar style of animation. Yeah. Mixed with a with an XCOM sort of um spin on it. And it looks quite interesting. So there is it did sound like there was something for everyone.
1: Yeah, there, there was a real mix of stuff, and uh, Paradox has been for a while now trying to transition away from just making grand strategy titles, but they are still supporting grand strategy titles. I mean, they have uh, you got off the top of my head, Europa Universal, Europa Universalis Four, I can never say that, Hearts of Iron Four, Crusader Kings Three, Stellaris. They did abandon Imperator Rome, unfortunately, so. Yeah, they've got four or five major titles. Oh, Victoria 3, so five or six major titles, uh, franchises. I'm not surprised to see them branch out into other stuff. And in fact, I'm quite happy to see them branch out into other stuff. It's just uh, the Landplayers League is a bit of a disappointment for me because I struggle to get into games if I don't like the art style or the setting. And I, uh, from what I've seen, I don't like either of those. Even though the gameplay, I guarantee, it will be top notch because Hairbrain make excellent strategy gameplay. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty fun. Uh, just maybe not quite up my alley.
0: All right, um, I'm looking forward to City Skylines. I did enjoy the first one. Skyline, uh, that's what a DLC! The first one certainly does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You've played played it in... In... Oh, you first. I played it in VR. Oh, really? Yeah, it was one of the things I tried on the MetaQuest. And I've never it tried was a it. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I tried playing it on PlayStation, but I don't know. Strategy and controllers just don't go together. And well, it does do it. So at two point, they've nailed it. But literally everything else just doesn't work. So now I've got a fancy PC. I might wait around for Skylines 2 and, um,
1: yeah, give it a proper go. I'm just on the Steam page, and if I were to add all the DLC to the cart, and I've got three or four of them at this point, it would cost me two hundred and eighty-one pounds and forty-four pence. It's uh, wow. yeah, it's not cheap to get it all. Jeez, yeah, get a get a PS5 instead. At this point, <laughs> it sounded cheaper.
0: <laughs> all right, thanks, Joe Doug, Appreciate that, man. No worries. some good stuff in there. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, um, yeah. Keep it thinking on for all the latest on paradox stuff. Because yeah, we all roll into different things, so we all like to cover different things. And yeah, there's always something brand new to talk about. When that's that's why I love doing this pod so much. Um, but I want to talk about old stuff now, um, kind of. We um, were talking a lot this year about games that we've been super excited for, and have come out and have been not so uh, great. Um, this isn't the case for all of the games we've been excited for um, but I can come back to Miles getting upset about Callisto Protocol uh, Miles getting upset about Atomic Heart <laughs> um, but you know games that we have been hopeful for that turned out really great like Hogwarts and things like that but it's just about the hype is it overhyped should we fall for hype are all the traders these directed things that we've just been talking about the Capcom show and the Paradox show They're designed for hype. They're designed for advertising, but getting us excited for things to come. And have we fallen victim to this once again when games come out and they're broken or unfinished or just not very good? Um, Should we be more wary of things? Um, That's what I wanted to get into uh, today. I'm going to throw it over to uh, Josh first. What do you think? Do
2: we we overhype? Hype? Uh, It depends who you ask, ask that question to because uh, I think the game industry as a whole for a while now has shot itself in the foot by overselling and under-delivering. I think my the last time I had a personal this is a game changer with it being nothing of the sort um, was kind of around the time PS4's launch, uh, well just before it um, and it was the first time we saw Watchdogs, Dogs uh, and it really sold us on all these ideas of what it was going to be how it was going to play um, and I know some people do kind of stick up for Watchdogs, but personally that was the most hyped I was and then most let down in recent memory um, and I think there's been a little bit of a watershed moment since the growing pains of PS4 being a new system and kind of selling it on being realistic that now I don't think companies tend to oversell so much. So I do think at this point it is on the person what they do with that hype. And sometimes it does get overhyped. I think Atomic Heart, it's not something that I've personally been affected by, but it's one of those where if you look at kind of the the surroundings of what it is, so it's a first first game from this studio um it is looks it looks really good, like graphically we're not seeing much else of it um and then uh it's it's taken a while at the same time. I think delays, um, lack of footage and first time. I won't no, I won't put first time on there. They're red flags in terms of like when games come out. I think so. Um like and that's for people that if to never overhype if those red flags come around because there's a reason for those things these days. And it's because Uh, they're going to end up not as good and I think I watched someone reviewing uh, Atomic Heart I think it was Skill Up and they basically said like every level is like a different vertical slice like there's so many new things to it like but nothing changes it's just like a new a new nice set design set dressing and that's it Um, which is what we got from the trailers really it was like one piece, next piece, next piece, but it was never like a, so what is this? Like coherently, what is this game? Um, And I think most developers and publishers are getting smarter with how they um, sell their titles. Um, I think Destiny Lightfall is something where they possibly maybe saw a decrease in their player base and wanted to find ways to bring them back, long-term players back. But I don't know if it went outside of that in terms of audience. Um, As someone that played Destiny 1, fell off after 1,500 hours because I snapped back to reality and was like, oh, this is the same thing every week. (laughs) When it refreshes, I do the same thing and I I don't get the gear that I want, um, I fell off pretty hard. Um, And Destiny 2 was just more more of that. Um, And I don't think it sells it otherwise. It sells it as a Destiny game. If you don't know what Destiny is, you won't get a good idea from the trailers. If you know it, you know what kind of game it is. Um, I know I've just said that Resident Evil 4 is a 10 um but there's factors in that as to why i'm like hyped for it i think season was another one where i was hyped for that quite a bit and thought so highly of it um and whilst maybe i did overhype that a little bit it, i wasn't like disappointed by the game um it it's just a case of like oh i don't know i think um i think overhype exists if you let it um, but if, you're, if you've been playing games long enough, hopefully you've got a good barometer and you should have a good barometer by now. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're el- ever oversold stuff as much anymore. It is kind of this, uh, it's, it's, the, it's the audience that overhype, I think. And when everyone's got an opinion you're listening to everyone's opinion even mine right now um we become influenced and get giddy <laughs> and then disappointed if we get too giddy but i'm curious as to what your uh what both of your thoughts are about that
0: i mean for me it goes back to um a certain game called cyberpunk 2077 um which oh. was not just like a hyped video game it was like one is, of the most hyped entertainment properties. I hear in, the, in the history of <laughs> in the, the history of mankind is like there was it was going to be if you if you start got sucked into it, it was going to be the greatest thing that may have ever existed. And it I'm not talking about video games, just in general. Just one of the best things ever. And you know, the hype was through the roof. It was beyond belief. Chani fucking Reads came out at E3. You know, this is stuff that did happen, and CDPR are very guilty of that. And this whole time, they knew they had something that wasn't ready to be shipped, and that's when it gets a little concerning because, yeah, it it was ready to be shipped if you had a five thousand pound PC and could run it at its uh, you know at its absolute highest resolution. Paul had the Paul was the genius in all of us because he played it on Stadia and now Stadia's you know, Stadia's farms were running RTX 3090 graphics cards they were running like the highest possible thing you can imagine, he had the best version of Cyberpunk, it was just streaming to his telephone you know, and that's how he played it and that's how he enjoyed it and you know, we we spent weeks in the Slack going "This is this is really disappointing, what the hell's going on here, why can't I play this game? <laughs> And Paul's like, oh, I was you guys are having a great time. <laughs> you know, he was just cruising through it. And you know, fortunately, we were all just about moved on to n- a next gen by then, so um, nobody played it on the on like the PS4 or the Xbox until no, no, Cat Diva. I didn't even start it yet, actually. No, 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 no. I played PS4 version
2: on PS5 um, and was right. getting yeah. like not it was no way in, by any means as bad as the uh, base PS4's versions but sure. it was enough for me to stop playing because it was crashing that much
0: yeah yeah it became a feature in the end didn't it
2: yeah really it was like can you save quickly before, the, before it crashes go 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 <laughs> but do you think don't you think that um, some of those people that could run it on those higher PCs they were obviously the best Reviewed, And I think obviously they knew what they were doing, releasing it and only given PC copies because they were the best reviewed Mm. uh, versions of it. And I think for some people that played it on PC, it sort of delivered for the most part. I don't think it was if like, if you didn't get too overhyped with it, like I actually think the hype was kind of warranted if you played it in the perfect way. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad
0: game. You know, I've, I've played the I've played and now completed the PS5 version and had a brilliant time with it. It was superb, but it was it was, you know, around that time, you yeah, you must know, you, you must remember the reviews that came out for the PS4 version and this, but like the IGN reviews, you know. This game got a four out of ten. Yeah. For a game that Keanu Reeves was promoting at E three. You know? <laughs> it's like that's the that that's the madness of it, I think. And I think you know there have been examples of it way before Cyberpunk, but I think the fact that there were so many eyes on that game gave people pause to go, okay, maybe now we've got to temper our expectations for everything moving forward, mm-hmm. you know, just in case we get into the situation again.
2: And, I mean, even No Man's Skies was in that situation, wasn't it? Yes, kind of time. being sold as the the ultimate space adventure. Yeah, I mean that was they were going on like American talk shows.
0: You yep. ever going on like Conan and Jimmy Kimmel and like for video yeah. games, that's just completely unheard of. And then it came out and it's like, well, no, we didn't live up to the expectations because it was never ever going to. And, you know, yeah, it was technically a bit borched, but you know, with the sustained discussion I mean, Sean had at the time, was like Sean, Sean was of the argument that No Man's Sky at that time just could not be possible. That yeah. they over planned it was like maybe the game just isn't possible to be made yet you know the ambition and the idea that Sean Murray had it just it couldn't be done at that moment in time and since then of course like we said they've exploded and No Man's Sky is now a fantastic game which is played by millions and it's it's rejigged what that hype was originally about in the same way that Cyberpunk is kind of doing now as well but it was it was those moments those day one where you get those numbers in you know we all buy the game on day one. We download it or pick up our pre-orders, and you know we all get super excited. Um, and then it's you know it's not it's not what we thought it was, and you know that can be. it I feel like it happens in games more than anything else, I feel like I can't remember the last time I was disappointed in an album. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the last time I listened to an album, I thought I don't like this.
2: Yeah, yeah. and I think as well with albums, and uh, they there come singles first and for bands it's not like we've got a new song and they're saying it's the best song ever they just it's released and then you make your own opinion of it don't you and you're like all right this single do i want to listen to an album of this yes or no and then you kind of go based off that yeah um but you it's interesting what you're saying about the kind of uh, uh the trailers and stuff like that like um they're passed they're trying to pass a law now that you that companies could be sued for misselling uh product um because of yesterday's trailer featuring Ana Diames in the in the film, on the trailer, um, who was cut in the final film. Uh hmm. people have complained so hard that she, they were all missold that she was going to be in the film, that it's now being a law that's trying to be passed through to seek compensation for false advertisement Damn, um, that's going to screw so, my well yeah exactly right they do fake scenes for their trailers yeah. um, games do I mean they're always upfront whether or not whether or not it's gameplay it's cinematic it's representative of the footage or if it's in early access like it, all, it will always have that sort of um, title underneath it but like yeah. it's a grey area of like when people are disappointed in a game that to an extent is objective um, as opposed to a subjective, no, it's, it's a little bit more subjective. Like it's, it's more to that, not to their taste as such as what they sold thought it was like, where do we draw the line there for advertisement for games? Cause you know, you get, you you do get development troubles or um, pivots in games from depending on where you find them at development and their advertising of it. Um, the, it's like, it's a bit of a, you know, is our, <laughs> our trailers going to be less now? Is there going to be less? Or it, will we get a, a different cycle in promotion where when they're 100% done, like maybe even to the going gold state, that's when they'll start selling something that's at that level. As opposed to in development.
0: Yeah. Yeah, perhaps that's why we haven't seen Spider Man. You know? Perhaps they're they're waiting for that moment. The puddles. <laughs> the puddles. Oh my god. Puddle gate. <laughs> god. Such an embarrassing leap for the industry that was. <laughs> <laughs> god. Oh my god. Fucking shocking idea and bloody readers, man. Um Yo Dog, uh, where are you with, with hype?
1: Uh, I think it's something that happened with me with the paradox event, and I got bit by it. <laughs> um, no,
0: no, I can I can show you an example of the last twenty four hours actually.
1: Yeah, uh, I was like the last few days since it was announced. I was super excited because of Hairbrain's game, especially, and because uh, it it didn't live up to what I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> i kind of got bit by my own expectations. That's not their fault, it's my own expectations. And I think that gives credence to a lot of it now is down to the individual as opposed to the actual ad campaigns directly. Uh, I think the examples you have used have been pretty much perfect. Uh, Cyberpunk is the most recent one and the, the probably the big one overall. But both No Man's Sky and Watch Dogs are also really good examples of Hype overtaking the actual reality of how the game actually was at launch for mm. the majority of people, and I say that as someone who I was actually quite lucky with Cyberpunk. I didn't have like a crazy amazing computer, but it was God enough, so I had quite a bit of experience with the game uh, when it launched. I only ran into like one or two bugs, and they weren't major ones. Um, yeah, I feel that. If this law, law you just mentioned, comes into place, it's going to change trailers dramatically, which will be very interesting. Um, so that that could be a, an interesting topic to revisit in future if it does come to pass and its effects on the industry, because um, that could have quite interesting consequences. Uh, as mm. to how studios and publishers actually end up handling the marketing of the game. Uh, but yeah, hype, uh, I I feel that a lot of it is just down to the individuals now and what they make up in their mind is going to happen with those games. Uh, I think games have got a lot better at tempering the expectations of uh, their eventual... Um, consumers, well hopefully uh, consumers Um, I'm trying to think of some other like there have been disappointments recently for me in terms of games released Blood Bowl 3 is the big one but I wasn't, I hadn't really seen much advertising Uh, I mean I play quite a niche uh, genre anyway strategy games don't really have the biggest advertising campaigns So, I didn't really see much to be like before I played Blood Bowl 3. So, I can't really say that the hype really was a factor in that. Um, Like, I don't think I went in with ridiculous expectations of that game. Uh, I suppose the biggest one I've seen recently is Company Heroes 3. Like, if I'm on Reddit or if I'm on a website or whatever, I do see a lot of co free ads. So, I'm interested because that hasn't reviewed amazingly well. Uh, I, I think it's averaging like 7 or 8 out of 10. Um, there was quite a lot of hype surrounding that game because Company of Heroes uh, is quite a popular series within the strategy genre. Probably the biggest. Uh, no, definitely, definitely not the biggest, because StarCraft is still decently big. But certainly in top three in terms of real-time games, Um I feel like the just the amount of marketing and advertising which was put into that particular title might have had a bit of a, an impact on players not being as happy with it at launch because if you get blasted with the amount of marketing that that game has done, you're kind of expecting a better quality title at launch because it... It's good in some ways, but it's also really rough around the edges in others. So, yeah, I I think hype, uh, I guess going back to my original state and amending it slightly, there's not really any big titles which are like running huge campaigns and misleading consumers anymore. But there are the smaller marketing. Marketing campaigns can still be a bit much and overwhelming for some small, smaller titles and set maybe unrealistic expectations at times. Um, yeah. And I think Company of Heroes 3 is probably a good example of that. I think No Man's Sky was
0: never really meant to be this massive AAA release, was it? I think Sean Murray just kind of wanted it to be a quiet game, which just had this kind of like crazy mechanic right in the middle of it. And suddenly, out of nowhere, it just. It captured the imagination of people
1: and went absolutely bonkers. I think it was Sony that ended up publishing it at first, wasn't it? Mm. And they basically made Sean go on a massive publicity tour for the game, and it worked, but at what cost? At
0: yeah, I mean, if anything, it was it was almost out of their control, really, how big that thing got.
1: I, I think that I definitely agree with that. Um, but there were things said in some of the interviews and there were, this was a big Reddit post which was made not long after launch and he went back and dug up these things and compared them to what was actually released in the game or, you know, not released in many cases and there were things which just weren't in the game so I think eventually it's added a lot of them in but I do feel like Sean was a little bit responsible for setting the unrealistic expectations. I don't think he meant to do so. Um, I don't think there was any uh, like crazy motive behind it. He was just a bit overwhelmed possibly by the, the the publicity tour. Christ, I think most people would be in his, his shoes. Um, Yeah. I mean, like you said, going on all these talk shows, uh, it's not, traditionally a thing that most game developers would do that would definitely be outside their wheelhouse
0: yeah it was very cool to see video games on talk shows you know it was like Mm. oh maybe this is the one that breaks that mold and maybe you know we'll see the likes of troy baker and ashley johnson go on him all and advertise the last of us part two you know um that wasn't the case but um you know that it was an interesting time and I think Sean Murray, bless him. I mean, God, I can't imagine being him at that time. I don't need... He <laughs> can't have slept all that well for a few months.
1: No. Um, I mean, you can tell he loves that game. Yeah. Um, And the hours of blood, sweat and tears he's put into that. And then to have a launch, as disastrous as it was, and I think it's fairly fair to label it as a bit of a disaster because... A lot of people ended up refunding the game, and there's yeah. even lawsuits in Australia, I believe there were, um, uh, as well. Uh, which Jeez. I don't know what actually happened with those, but it 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 didn't didn't go as well as would have been hoped beforehand. I suspect. No,
0: no, no. And um, what was this under the Armas film that she was not
2: Uh, Yesterday, the Danny Boyle one where everyone forgot about the Beatles.
0: Oh,
2: interesting. Apparently she was in the first ever trailer of it. Um, She was a side character that was supposed to have like a a relationship with the main character. um, But it just didn't go over too well And in test screenings and stuff like that. They were like, why is this here? It makes it look a little bit, the character look a bit more, uh, less empathetic. So they were just like, all right, well really taking her out is not going to change the film and that's what they did but and the Ames fans <laughs> they went <wouldn't> crazy <laughs> mm. so she was too pretty for the lead state uh, realistically no no she was ju- she was just a side character and, uh, uh, next to the other love interest like that was uh, like I'm, I'm not too sure what it was like it, it was like another girlfriend at the time or another girlfriend when he was making Beatles songs or something like that, that kind of like just was unnecessary as well as the other romantic interest. Um, so that's why they just got rid of it because it was like, oh well, we don't need two love interests, mm-hmm. just the one will do.
0: There. There. I wonder if that'll work on the podcast. Next week, Abby the is coming on the Felix Girls podcast. Uh, super <laughs> exciting. <laughs> That would be incredible
1: day. if it happens.
0: Be sure to tune in next week. Um, no, she's not actually going. I'm just going to try and pretend that she is in it, and then people will come and be like, "Where's Anna Diarmas?" So, oh, didn't happen in the end. Didn't didn't work out in the end. <laughs> you know, sorry, um, because he was he wasn't one Anna Diarmas near them. You know what I mean? I mean, she she was the best thing about bloody No Time to Die.
2: Or we could have an Anna Diarmas look alike. Uh, I mean, this is an audio only podcast. Yeah, we need but like we a can voice. Say, like, wow, they really look like Anna Diarma's. <laughs> and they're like, you said Anna Diarma's. I was like, oh, it's, uh, yeah, well,
0: yeah, wow, wow, you really got this Anna Diarma's thing going on this week. That's really crazy. <laughs>
1: Just got a cardboard cut out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, maybe for our 200th, we can have uh, Anna Diarma's cardboard cut out in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll hide that out for the next seven weeks.
1: Awesome,
0: and that's how hype works, ladies and gentlemen. You'll ultimately be disappointed. <laughs> oh, dear! So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting discussion, and I think it's one that will carry on forever. Um, whatever the next big game is, I'm sure it's not going to come out with uh, without a few teething problems, as these games often do. Um,
1: cough, Blood ball 4, cough,
0: yeah, Blood Bowl 4, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Oh, I mean, obviously, the next big thing is Resi, isn't it? And that's not going to come out with any bugs. Capcom, we're going to clean that thing up with doing an of his life.
2: Oh, it's going to be a 96 or 97. A 96 or a
0: 97 on Metacritic. Crazy (laughs) times.
2: Uh,
1: Yeah, I wonder how the next Star Wars game is going to stack up.
2: don't get me started. I am starting to get myself a little bit too overhyped for that one, but it looks phenomenal. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's why I'm wondering if this would be a good game to revisit <laughs> the conversation with. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I know, you know Fallen Order gained an audience a couple of years down the line, didn't it? It didn't start off
0: usually well. It was another one that kind of found its audience as,
2: kind of, as it went on, so to speak. Yeah. I think a part of it might have been Star Wars fatigue at that point. Um, yeah. Maybe the film, I mean, it was post the last like, Last Jedi and depending on who you ask, a, a big majority hated that film um, and before Mandalorian, I think if the timeline is right in my head um, which I feel like was a bit of a resurgence that the Star Wars franchise needed as well as um, the games as well you know, Battlefront 2 I think um, unfortunately because of the monetization, it kind of just Died a death at launch. Uh, no one trusted it after that, um, and maybe that's kind of why it just didn't get the audience straight away. Until word of mouth got got uh, to us, and it is a really good game. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's really strange because the last is the best Star Wars film in a decade.
2: But I'm not going to get into that
0: right now. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, so yeah, um, it will be, it will carry on. I'm sure there's something that I'm super hyped for that's coming out this year that will ultimately crush me, but that's fine. I'm a, I'm a gamer, that's how it goes. <laughs> Just gotta roll with it. Um, uh, right, then, let's get into our recommendations. This is where we find something that we think we that you would enjoy, our dear listener. So, whether it be a movie, a game, a TV show, a comic book, a bigger, an action figure, or a jar of mayonnaise, I mean, what else could it be? Uh, Josh, what are you sharing with us this
2: week? Um, a jar of ketchup. No. Hey! Um, <laughs> uh, God, last week I would have done after sun. Uh this week, I I don't I don't I just don't want to recommend anyone to go through it. I'm still um still traumatised. Uh however, this weekend I had some friends come up uh, and we went to a place called Dog Dog Bowl in Manchester. Um, it's part of a thing called Northern Quarter 64, which is stylized as like, like NQ64, which is almost like N64. Um, uh... It's like a, a gaming style bar, slash, got a bowling alley, slash, uh, some arcade cabinets, um, including a Guitar Hero. Uh, they've got like cocktails that are um, game inspired, like Dr. Obevnik um nice all that good stuff uh yeah there's a there's nq64 that's in northern quarter if you're in manchester um the dog bowl that we went to is closer to home cinema uh and the station i don't know I was quite drunk when i went there um <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah really cool time if you like video games and you like drinking like some of us here on the podcast, then that is a place to go in Manchester for sure.
0: Nice. I do like video games and drinking. It's the going to Manchester bit that's the problem. That's what we'll figure it out. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Sounds super awesome.
2: It, it is, yeah. I mean, we failed at the bowling because um, it was quite busy. Uh, and the next time we could play it was like two and a half hours later. And we had to stay there or else we would lose our place.
1: Jesus. So, was,
2: so we were just like, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just play the games. And the games, you kind of pay £8 for 15 coins. And those coins just go into the machines and you play as. So there was like uh, Time Crisis 2, Ms. Pac-Man, Golden Axe. Um, they had Buck Hunting, Is that, I think it's called. Um and oh, they had a couple like old consoles, Cubes, Xboxes that kind of had like a library of games on them that you could play with friends as well. So yeah, it's a nice place. Sounds, yeah, sounds it.
0: Yeah, I'll check that out next time I'm in Manchester. Next time I'm in Manchester. The only reason I'm going to Manchester is to see Man
2: United. And after yesterday, I'm never going again. Fuck them. <laughs> 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 oh... God, you're 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 happy, really, that Mars isn't on the podcast, really? Yeah, he I would am. make some remark. I don't know what the
0: fuck happened yesterday. I have I have no clue.
1: I live with a Liverpool fan, <laughs> so um, sleeping with the Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. you got to recommend this week. I recommend you don't watch. The absolute fucking hammering that Man United taught yesterday. uh, Just just avoid. Uh, What do I actually recommend? Thanks Uh, for reminding me of that, yo, Doug. (laughs) (laughs) You're very welcome. Trying to move on. Trying to move on. I think I might need therapy after that. Yeah. I'm not even a big 40 fan much anymore, really. But I normally watch esports more, but... I've uh, actually been keeping tabs on games recently, and that happened anyway. Anyway, avoiding it's it. like that Simpsons meme. Was like,
0: it's already dead. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I really like this brand of candles I've been buying recently. I think it's like a local place, but I think they have, Well, they do have a website. It's called Malumia. Malumier. Um, Malumier. And- yeah, it's like a French name, I believe. They do soy candles and scents and all sorts. Um, but they do some really nice candles, so I really recommend giving them a look. Um, yeah, I think that's my recommendation this week. What about you, Ross?
0: That is why people come to our video game podcast. Exactly. We recommend candles.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Um, oh, God, I haven't thought about anything, really. Um. Life. Life is good. Um, I recommend. Or choose life, my friends. Choose a great big fucking television. Turn off all the lights. Watch The Last of Us. Just enjoy yourself.
1: You 500 know? quid PS5. 500 quid PS5.
0: Watch it in 4K. You know what I mean? Do it properly. Um, turn on Dolby Atmos. Get really scared when you hear clickers behind you. Just do it properly. You know? Life's too short. You gotta do it properly. There's only one episode left of The Last of Us. It's really sad. I don't know how they're going to fit everything into 45 minutes, but hey, they're going to do it, apparently. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah. I haven't watched a film or anything this week. Have I? Or have I? No, I watched Freaky last week. Uh... No, just just life, man. Just life. Just enjoy life. You know? Life's good. Life's a wonderful, beautiful, wonderful thing, and it's over far too quickly. So you go out there. Enjoy it. Go to... Go to bars where you can play video games. Give up for bowling. Okay. Buy some candles. You know, the world's waiting for you. Just go out there and embrace it before we all get taken by the cordyceps. Thank you.
1: I'll be on the next train to Manchester to meet Josh.
2: <laughs> yeah, I want to go to the yeah, space of Josh. I'm... I might have to be uh, sober for it, but <laughs> because. <laughs> I don't that, want to drink for a while. Is
0: that how
1: is that how up north you are that like you're near to bloody Manchester? Uh yeah, I live uh in between Manchester and Liverpool. Jeez. Basically.
2: So do I, technically. <laughs> to an extent, there's a broad um like where I live, there's like a network from a train where I could go Liverpool, Leeds, Manchester all within like an hour or so.
1: Pretty similar. Oh uh the so I live in Northwich. There's a train station that goes to, I think that line goes to Liverpool. And then there's another line like a mile down the road, which goes to Liverpool. So I can get to <laughs> uh, like Chester, Manchester, uh, Leeds, wherever, quite easily, if I actually could afford to use the train, because they're not cheap.
2: Not anymore. Not right now. My goodness. I lived in Real for
0: a while when I was back at my holiday park entertaining days. And um, yeah, I couldn't believe how close I was to Liverpool and Manchester. It was like, we used to go to the cinema in Liverpool to watch things. Well, that's how close I was. It was like, bloody hell, I really am far away from my family in, in Somerset.
1: It's miles <laughs> away. <laughs> Funnily enough, I live close to both of them, but I've only been to Manchester twice and Liverpool also twice. I've only been to London once. I don't really like cities much, so I don't go.
0: Uh, you're not missing anything in London. It's trash.
2: Yes, agreed. Hard agree.
1: I agree. I literally had to go for a job, so I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, right, was man. fun. Oh fucking! Oh, the worst thing ever, isn't it?
1: I remember I um was waiting for the well the tube thing, but the platform was so packed that uh, you literally were getting squashed against the wall. It was crazy. Yeah, fuck that. Oh, God.
0: I hate London, but that's where all the things are. I want to go to EDX and see Sean, and everyone I've got to go to play in London. Um, I miss EGX Birmingham. Those were the days. They have a good sound. Two-hour train to Birmingham, straight at the NEC. Perfect.
1: I think there's a an event on, but I can't remember what it's called. It's like Inferno or Infinity or something. Um, oh yeah, but it's not as big as like, EGX would be. So I might mm. I might try and head down to right in Birmingham instead yeah. of going EGX, or I might try to do both. You never know. Oh, nice. I've never been to an EGX. They are fun. They're a lot of fun.
0: They're just um you know loud video games. But if you've got a press pass, it's just it's a very easy day. You just it... you show it to the dude, like dude. I ain't queuing,
2: do you know who I am? And <laughs> they just let you in. <laughs> it's like fuck it. Yeah. I know Anna Dualmes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, she's gonna be here in about an hour. Just carry the cardboard <laughs> coat with you the entire time. <laughs>
0: Oh dear. Right then, ladies and gentlemen, it does bring a solemn end to this week's episode of the Fingells Podcast. Thank you all very much for listening. Don't forget if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link Tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. All of our handles are in the description below, of course, except for Miles, who's smart and not on Twitter. If you really like what we do, you want to follow our Patreon for one dollar a month. You can keep this podcast live on its various podcasting services. And keep the website nice and shiny. But that is it from us. We will see you at some point this week for episode eight of Look for the Light, our Last of Us TV watching reaction podcast. There's only two episodes left. You better be on next week's, Josh. My God.
2: Oh, I am going to force my hand at work to be like, Thursday, I, I guess we'll probably record Thursday. Thursday, no.
0: No, no, just no. Don't you understand yeah. what's happening? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Um, but until then, uh, we'll be back with our normal, regularly scheduled podcast, video game related, all next week. It is goodbye from Yog Dog.
1: Goodbye, everyone.
0: It is goodbye from Joshua Thompson. Goodbye, everyone. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns podcast. Bye.